originally Chris gave the one to two, verses 1 to 21. And as I looked at it and I thought, Lord, we're going to be here for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 settled, I, settled on the first, uh, I settled on the first seven verses. But still, God had given me something from, from the latter part. And, and, and I, was, I was just wrestling with this. Uh, and uh, anyway, I, I put it down. And last evening, late last evening, I had a text from Chris to say, I'm just putting the, uh, I'm just putting the reading on the, on the, uh, on the screen uh, for today. What verses would you like? What verse, uh, where, where would you like me to finish it to? And it was just a confirmation that, that uh, yeah, we, we don't need to read it all, but there was a little bit in the second part that God wanted to speak to us from, I believe. And so we read from chapter 21, and we're reading verses 1 to 13. Now, I'm not sure whether that's, I'm not sure whether that's from the New Living Translation. Um, for the first time ever, my old Bible is down there. It's fallen to bits, but I, 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 you know, I'm using a new Bible, and it's, uh, and it's different, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I miss the old one because it's got so many scribblings in it and so much that, that's been precious over the years. Hear these words because the words are the same and they're precious. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son, for a, uh, for a son to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God had said it would. And Abraham named their son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Who would have said to, said to Abraham and Sarah that Abraham and Sarah would nurse a baby? Yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age. When Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant Hagar, making fun of her son Isaac. So she turned to Abraham and demanded, Get rid of that slave woman and her son. He is not going to share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. I won't have it. This upset Abraham very much because Ishmael was his son. But God told Abraham, do not be upset over the boy and your servant. Do whatever Sarah tells you, for Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. But I will also make a nation of, of the descendants of Hagar's son, because he is your son too. Rain, come and pray. Come and pray for these people. Come and pray for me. Father, we thank you for this story of long ago, but we thank you for its relevance today, its relevance to us. Father, we pray that you take those words and embed them in our heart and our lives, that we will become people of you, that we'll be shining lights in our community. Father, make us expectant people of what you're going to say to us today, that we can take into our, into our workplace tomorrow or wherever we go, to the shops, wherever. And Father, we pray for Monty that he would be the vessel that brings your word this morning, that you just bring truth from you, and uh, anoint him with your Holy Spirit, and 
give us receiving hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God at work. I haven't seen anything of... Are, are Zoom people in today? Or They are? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hello, Zoom people. Sorry we, we, we missed you out earlier on, but um, uh, sorry about that. How are you at waiting? Will you just begin to wonder, has he got anything to say? Will you just begin to think, do you know, we get a little bit uneasy, yeah? We're not good at waiting. But God is never in a hurry. He is always on time. God is never, ever in a hurry, yet he is always on time. Isaac's birth was the fulfillment of a promise made to Abraham uh, by God uh, of an heir and a nation full of relatives. Wow. What a Christmas card list he was going to have. A promise that looked increasingly empty and more and more hopeless as Abraham and Sarah's years advanced, as they advanced in years. Except, except, who was it that uttered the words of promise? In these past weeks, we've been, uh, we've been following uh, our story, and it is our story because it's, 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 not a, it's, not a, it's not a once upon a time that that happened so long ago and it doesn't connect with us. It does. We are connected. It's our, it's our story. It's our story. Our story, our journey through Abraham and Sarah, and now we come to these dynamic words. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. Could camels fly? Sarah became pregnant and when in the time frame given by God, she cuddled her baby, she was blown away by the goodness of it. I think she was dancing to the beat of God's heart. When the first signs, I wonder how it was, when the first signs of that pregnancy started to appear. This is a God who deals with us in the everyday, in the nitty gritty, in, the, in, the, in, the, in every detail of our lives. When the first signs, when the first signs of that baby bump were there, did Sarah ponder her relationship with God? Did she look again and did she have to, did she have to revise some of her thinking or all of her thinking about God? Who he was, what he could do? And then the birth, 
the promise. That promise was in her arms. She was holding the promise of God in her arms. Let me ask you, do you think she was more likely to listen to God after that? What God had to say? And haven't we, haven't we, when God has worked wonders in our lives, in, in the days following, haven't we been more open to what God was saying to us? Are you not more open today to, to what God is saying to you than when you first, when you first met God, when you, first, when you first came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? You've seen some, you've seen some amazing things And God is changing your life. And we're growing. Do you look back and see how you've grown? Do you give God thanks? I have to go back, I don't know about you, but I have to go back sometimes and I have to say sorry. No, not sometimes, often. I have to go back and say, I have to go back and say sorry and, and ask for forgiveness. When, when something has happened, when God has done something that I, mm, quite frankly, I, 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 was, I was skeptical of. I'm thinking, you know, uh, how, is, how is this going to happen? I cannot see a way through this. And God has made a way through. Just on, on Monday of this past week, here in this place, there was a Thanksgiving service for a lady called Mary Nichols. Mary was, and, and, and Mary was one of the people that welcomed Lorraine and I when we took up the pastorate of King Stanton Baptist Church. And uh, those of you who know King Stanton Baptist Church know that they haven't got a building of their own. And uh, hey, that's a blessing at times. <laughs> we met in the community hall and, uh, but Mary was one of those people that, uh, uh, that just exuded Jesus. She was, she, was a, she was a Sarah. She just laughed and laughed and laughed. And this place was packed on Monday with people from King Staten Baptist Church, from people from Banstead Baptist Church, uh, and just giving, uh, giving God glory for, for who Mary was. Mary has done stuff, said stuff to us and done stuff for us. And, and, and we thought, wow, you know, Rob and Mary, it, it was Rob and Mary that said to us not long after we'd been there, we need to pray for three families because the church, the church like, like, like it happens sometimes, uh, the church had, um, had differences of opinions, shall we say. And a church of, of 85 had suddenly been decimated down to 25. And Rob, Rob and Mary came, and, and Mary said, we, we need, uh, Rob said, we need to pray for three families. Well, we started to pray. We prayed, started praying for three families, didn't we? And we kept praying, and we kept praying, and kept praying. And nothing seemed to be happening, but we kept praying. That church now, again, is a church of 80, 90 people. They were just rejoicing on Monday with, with the, numbers, the numbers of people that through lockdown have come to join them. David Goddard, God through David Goddard there is doing an amazing, amazing work. But God, God brought us more than three families, didn't he? We had no music. No, 
No, it's my own teeth, it is. <laughs> we, had, we, we were stuck from musicians, uh, and it was a problem. We got praying from musicians. The day that we left on our final service there, when they said goodbye to us, there was a mini orchestra. <laughs> I am not kidding you. There was saxophone, there was violin. There was, I, we have an amazing God. We have an amazing God. That's not in my notes, but just, to, you know, to God be the glory. You know, when Eve came up, when Eve rang and, and said, to, said to Lorraine, you know, I, tell her this story. We've been buzzing. You, God has put blessing into our life because of that. You know, if God's done something for you, don't keep quiet about it. You know, sometimes Christians are the worst, uh, the worst advertisers in the world. You know, we don't share what God has been doing. And I have to go back and I have to say, sorry, Lord. But, you know, taking God's word to heart raises our sights. Embracing God's word spoils us for lesser things. And I believe as we embrace God's word and see what God has done, don't we want more? Don't we come in expectation? Oh, I love testimony, don't you? It's, uh, we want to know what's going on in people's lives. That's why the soaps are so popular on the television, isn't it? People want to know, people want to see what's going on in other people's lives. But what God is doing, what God is doing in Eve's family, what he's doing, what he's doing across the world, across this globe, we, we want to know. We love to hear what God is doing in the everyday, not just, not just grabbing your parking space, but other things as well, you know, what God is doing, fulfilling his word, he's fulfilling his word in a multitude of countless people across this world today. Countless people are learning to, to, to dance but to the beat of his heart. Learning to dance to the beat of God's heart is to learn to trust where we least understand. That's not so easy, is it? Not quite so easy to hear the beat, is it? Where we least understand what God is doing. To actually say, okay, Lord, I'm going to hang in there. And I'm going to trust you. And I'm, gonna be I'm believing that you will come through for me. Or maybe we're sitting this one out. Oh, I believe, but... I believe, but... Is there a but? Is there a but in for you? Like Abraham and Sarah, we are called to an active faith that, uh, that finds its fulfillment in the unseen God. The God that we can't see. We're called to a faith in, in a God that we can't see. But we can see where he's been. We can see where he's been this week. You know, when you get up in the morning, do you look for, do you look for his hand at work? When you, before you lay your head on the pillow at night, do you look around and can you see his fingerprints on the day? Yes. There, been time, there must have been times when Abraham went out and he stood in the entrance of his tent at night and he looked up at the stars 
And it must have, there was no light pollution where he was. He must have looked up and it must have been absolutely glorious. And he looked up. He said, when? When, God? When? When will you fulfill your promise to your servant? I'm 99. When will you fulfill your promise to your servant? And Isaac, in a nomad tent, on the edge of a desert, with the Judean hills in the background for a back garden, was born to Abraham and Sarah. And we remember it was an outback. It was outback Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. Two things here. One is the out-of-the-way places that God chooses to birth his purposes. Like in you and me. Like in you and me. In your life. Are we open? Are we expectant? For God to be fulfilling his purposes in us. What little me? You know, and all the characters in the Bible, if you, if you read through all the stories in the Bible, the people that, that God called, they said, who, me? I'm, I'm, too, I'm too young. I haven't got the right words. I stutter, I stammer, I, I, I this, that, and the other. And we all, we all come through. We can all come through with our excuses. But the out-of-the-way places that God is choosing and chooses to give birth to his, to his purposes, to his promises, are in people like you and me. The other thing is, both of these babies were long promised. And the lesson that I learned many years ago and that has been so helpful to me, words that have been so helpful, has God only this day to work? You see the you see the uh, you see the demonstrations, don't you? You watch the, watch the news on the television. You see the demonstrations, and, and and people are shouting. And when do we want it? We want it now. And we come to God in prayer. And when do we want it? We want it now. Has God only this day to work? And of course, we know the answer is no. He hasn't. And that we can, we can walk with him and we can safely leave things with him. You know, when we don't see things happening, what's our, what's our thinking? What do we do? When we don't see things happening, do we praise him? Do we give thanks for what he is doing? And he hasn't let you in on as yet. God is doing things behind us. He's, he's probably doing more behind our back than he is in front of our faces. Stuff that he hasn't let you in on yet. Does he have to run everything past me before he, before he does it? No, he doesn't. But do I live with an expectancy? Those words of Chris this morning when she, when she began... She used the word expectancy. When we come in here on a Sunday morning, yeah, on a day like this, you might look and see who the preacher is and think, oh, 
Your expectancy shouldn't be in me. But in the Almighty, in the power of the Holy Spirit, to speak with each one of us. And I've sat there, and, and I thought, oh gosh. There was a, there was a how's the time going? Um, we, we were... We were on holiday. We were on holiday in, in Cornwall, and we were in a little little Methodist chapel, and uh, Ben was with us, and uh, we um, <clears throat> we sat there waiting. And this this very elderly gentleman came in, and and he and he, and he struggled to get up into the pulpit, uh, and and Ryan and I looked at each other, and Ben had obviously. At, at, I don't know, what, was he seven or eight or something like that? He looked at this elderly gentleman and he decided he was going out into Sunday school. <laughs> but do you know what? That elderly gentleman, I can remember, this. God, it's, it, it, in his message, he, he, said, he said, I was up at four o'clock this morning. He said, he said, I said to Father, what have you got me up at this time of the morning for? And God had given him a word at four o'clock in the morning. And this elderly gentleman was, was faithfully delivering it. Do we have an expectancy based not in, not in who's preaching, what the songs are, or anything else, but an expectancy of God? Our spiritual capacity I have to be careful here, but our spiritual capacity is not in our muscle. It's not in our muscle power. And it's not in our intellect and education, good as they are, and we welcome them. And we welcome Beth from, from Bristol Baptist College. But our capacity comes down to the promises that we have in God. That is the capacity of our spiritual of our spiritual life. The promises that God has made us. I have a problem. Now, as I'm getting older, we, we um, I mean, there, there, were, there were times when after the service, oh, wait, I'm thirsty this morning. I only had one cup of coffee before I came out. You know, times when, times when things were going on in, the, in this church, and we, yeah, we, we need all the, all the chairs downstairs, and we need them all back upstairs, and whatever, and, and we all had the energy, and, and, the, and the whatever, uh, to do these things. I don't find, I haven't got the energy anymore. You're going to have to move the chairs. But you know, God is still at work, despite the fact that, that uh, I've given, you know, you've, you give everything you've got. God is still at work. It's God who adds, adds his how much more. Do you remember when Jesus was talking to the disciples uh, and, and he was talking about the Holy Spirit and he said to them, you know, how much more will my Father give you the Holy Spirit? The how much more of God? Are you dependent on the how much more of God? The how much more of God? Or have you limited, limited him uh, to, uh, to what you can understand? At night, Abraham and Sarah, and those of you who, those of you who've uh, have been in this place will, uh, will, will know what I'm saying. Abraham and Sarah, perhaps at night, gone to bed in the tent in the desert, and they're listening for Isaac's breathing. And I, I just seen Janet smile. Yeah. You, there, are times, there are times when you're little one, you think, are they breathing? Are they breathing? 
And it, it, it's, it's, an, it's a parental thing. I wonder if God looks at me sometimes and thinks, is he breathing? <laughs> yeah. but, but he knows he, he knows because he has breathed into me the breath of life by the Holy Spirit. He has breathed into you if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He has breathed into you the breath of life. The power of his Holy Spirit. As they, as they lay there, they whisper, whispering to one another so they don't wake the baby up. Going back over things. Remember, remember how I laughed at the impossibility of this little bundle laid here beside us? Yeah, and God said we've got to name him Isaac, which means laughter. God's got an odd sense of humor at times. A reminder, and maybe, maybe Sarah said, yeah, this is a reminder of my vote of no confidence in God. Forbid, that, forbid it that we, should have, that we should give God a, a, a no confidence vote. Oh, I believe, I believe. But I, have I stopped believing for more? Have I stopped believing for more? Consciously or unconsciously, have I blocked off God in some way? As a, perhaps even perhaps some, some of us, as, as we've got older, we, and, and, and we, we can't. The Bible says, your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Let's not block off God. Let's, uh, let's work with him. Now, the Lord was gracious to Sarah. Is he waiting to be gracious to you? Where you are this morning, is he waiting to be gracious to you in some way? Do you need to get back into God? Now Abra and Abraham named their son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, uh, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. And Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. He'd done what God had directed 14 years earlier and hear this because I, I just, again, Chris, Chris prayed that prayer over our, over our gifts and our giving this morning. And, and, and I thought, this is, just, this is just amazing, God. This is just another confirmation of what you're saying. 14 years, it had been 14 years since Ishmael was born. And Abraham and Sarah and Hagar's attempt at putting God's plan into action. Do you know it's much easier to do something for God than it is, uh, than it is to, to trust. We wouldn't be the first people by a long way to trample in with our religious common sense and go for something. It happens. It happens. Wait. Trust God. Seek him with all your heart. Listen to him. Listen for him for, for all your worth. And don't come away until you've heard from him. Tread with care because we're on holy ground. God is most glorified in his people. He's most glorified in his own promises fulfilled in his people. His own promise and his own provision in and through his own people. 
in and through in and through God's God's people giving sacrificially God is glorified because it's God that gave it to us in the first place as we do that trust grows and his people delight in him more and more and more and more he's glorified Sarah and Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Who would have said Abraham and, that Abraham and Sarah would nurse a baby, yet have given Abraham a son in his old age? <clears throat> Sarah had closed off her mind. She had very, very firmly shut the door on God's way forward. But God has a way of doing things. You know, our thinking is apt to go awry at times. And we think we're, we're dealing with God. We're not dealing with God. God is dealing with us. In the beginning, God. We are not dealing with God. God is dealing with us. God is, God is not, it's not something, Jesus and Christianity is not something that we add on to our life. It's, it's the life of God that we, that we are welcomed into through the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, through the blood shed on the cross that we come into that, into that life that, that God intended for us. In the beginning, God. Our goal is God. Time's, yeah, time's gone. They'll be up here in a minute. They want their coffee, won't they? God is our goal. God is our goal. Abraham and Sarah journeyed, geographically, they journeyed over a, a thousand miles. They trekked over a, over a thousand miles because God called them. But the distance that God took them in themselves was far greater. God must finish the work that he began. And those last, those last verses that we read... Uh, regarding Isaac when he grew up and Ishmael remind us that God must finish what he has begun the promise and the plan of God would make its turbulent way through, through, the, through the story of Israel until it found its culmination at Calvary until it found its culmination in Jesus Christ by whatever road by whatever way God has brought each of us to this point in time. Let us pray. Holy Spirit of the living God, where you have spoken, Let us hear you clearly again. Remind us what you're saying to us this morning. To us individually. To us as a fellowship. Holy Spirit. Seal your word. In each one of us. Holy Spirit help us to respond. With joy we give, give you thanks, Father God, for all that you have done in our lives. Through the tough times, 
in our unbelief and our doubting, and that in ourselves and in you. For picking us up and dusting us off and, and renewing us, we give you thanks. Our future is in your hands, and through our everyday going about lives, please fulfill your purposes. We believe your promises to us in Jesus are for our good and for your glory. And we love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. If God has spoken to you this morning, not from what I've said, but from, from the prompting of the Holy Spirit, then please share it with someone tonight or this morning. Share it before you go away. Don't be shy. Give God the glory. And if you need prayer, there are people here who would love to pray with you. Over all the earth, you reign on high. Every mountain stream, every sunset sky. But Lord, my one request, my only aim is that you reign in me again.